0: Guys, welcome to another episode of my art and self-improvement podcast. I am going to skip the intro because this is going to be probably a really long episode. And be prepared that this could be kind of all over the place. I really did my best to, you know, kind of come to a point. So really, I thought of you about how I want to like present this. There was just so much, but really there's a main takeaway that I want you to take from this and maybe it'll help you listen to the end. But so really what I, this is a story, what I'm about to tell you is a story of how I really learned the first step of helping myself with my social anxiety um, another level of really loving myself and reaching, yeah, a new level of confidence. All of my life, all I wanted was to be able to be confident and just talk to anybody. It's l- so exhausting to be anxious socially, especially around the quote-unquote cool kids. I've struggled with that my whole life, I and I've judged myself for it for so long. I thought something was wrong with me. And I just felt so trapped inside my own brain and inside my own body. And it's been such a hard journey. And every time um, uh, in the past, when I've said that like I've cured my social anxiety, it's actually coming from like this this like shame. and I was in a rush to get rid of it. So anytime I would have the slightest hint of gaining some confidence, I would be like, my social anxiety is cured. It's all gone. (laughs) I was just so ashamed of it. So I was really like in a rush to get rid of it when actually I hadn't quite yet. But by the end of this story, you're going to really learn what the actual first real breakthrough I really had when it comes to making progress on my social anxiety and it's and it's gonna make a lot of sense there really is like it's like it when you really think about it 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 makes a lot of sense so I hope you stay to the end I hope you get a good laugh from the story like I hope this is fun to listen to because this is super vulnerable and super like opening my heart and yeah Okay. Anyway, let's just kind of get into it. I Okay. I'm feeling a little like wooey about this because there's like going to be a lot of shit that I'm sharing, but it's going to be fun. Okay. Anyway, so like I said, since I was a child, I have always, always been afraid of like the cool kids, the good looking crowd, like the, the popular crowd, whatever, right? Like just super, I was so scared of them. I was so terrified of what they thought of me. I pretty much stayed away from them whenever I could I was just yeah super um, really just afraid of rejection and like afraid of what these people thought of me um, I'm sure there's something in my childhood where that hap- that that was created but anyway like I I was yeah i it's always always been a problem and so like I just wanted to kind of set up the story so that you get you know, you kind of understand what this is, how this is going to go or like what, what's kind of like the framework, right? It's all about like this fear I have of, um, people and feeling socially anxious. Anyway. So as you know, recently I went to a festival called Wonder Fruit. It's, um, yeah, really, really great, really fun. I loved it. It's, um, like four days in Thailand. And, um, yeah, I was going with my friends. I was almost not going to go, but I decided to go and so much shit happened. So first of all, I planned not to drink because as you guys know, I don't drink anymore, right? Because of my social anxiety, I wanted to learn how to feel confident without it. So I no longer drink and I'm actually super, it feels great. I don't need it, but I was totally down to take drugs (laughs) like Molly um, Molly is, you know, a drug that like, it's just like a happy pill, literally, like you take it or, or you, you eat it or whatever. And it really just gives you like this serotonin, like overdose in your brain, which serotonin, I think it's just like it's like the happy hormone or something and it just makes you super super happy it just makes you like you know and that's kind of what alcohol did to me too where like it just made me super uninhibited all of my anxiety left I just felt super confident and everything just feels great but I don't like drinking because I also don't like the side effects of the hangover and I don't like the groggy feeling I don't like how it just you know I just don't like the taste of alcohol anymore all of that kind of stuff Um, But Molly doesn't have all that. You don't feel drunk. You don't feel anything other than just like really happy and really great. So I was like, yeah, okay, I'll do that. Um, So also before this, I've been talking to my friends multiple times about I have this goal that I really want to get rejected by somebody, Um, particularly men. I have always had a super big fear of going up to guys or like, you know, speaking to guys that I find attractive because I have such a huge fear of rejection when it comes to romance. I just make it mean something horrible about me, like I'm ugly, I'm, ho- I'm I'm unattractive, nobody likes me, like, I just go, I just really go down that, so it makes me, like, so terrified of getting rejected, and the idea of, like, going up to anybody ever, like, I've always kind of, like, maybe, like, amped myself, or thought about it, and was like, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it, and I just haven't been able to, um at all the fear was just so strong and so ingrained and all of that and and again, childhood stuff, anyway, so at at Wonder Fruit, one of my friends was really pressuring me, he was like, Katie, come on, you've had this, like, you've talked about this goal over and over again, you have to go up to somebody, you have to go up to somebody, and I was really like, there's no way I'm gonna, I, like, can't imagine doing it, it sounds so scary, it's so big, it's too big, Um, but I did say to him, like, okay, maybe one time, maybe I can try to do it one time, but, like, Oh, it's just felt so bad. It literally felt like an impossible goal. Like no matter how I like coach myself around it, it just felt like so, so, so impossible until I took some molly one night and you know, my friends know about this goal that I have. Oh, and the reason I wanted to experience getting rejected is because that was what I'm afraid of, right? And the more you just allow yourself to feel rejected, the more that it's not so scary anymore. Like that is my reason for doing it, right? It's facing your fears kind of thing. Um, But I just haven't been able to. And then Molly. So Molly totally just makes me feel super confident. I could talk to anyone. I have no problems. Like just like I I am a social butterfly when I'm on Molly or when I'm drunk. And I have for a long time kind of felt like the real me when I also when I don't get too sloshed right on on when I'm drinking. Like if I just drink a few drinks and I just get kind of like the liquid courage, I've always had this belief or feeling that like the true me comes out. Because that's the me where I don't judge myself, where I feel really good about myself. And, like, I'm a really fun, likable person when I don't hate myself pretty much. <laughs> anyway, so um, Molly makes me really confident. And so I kind of had this experiment. I, I, like, knew I could feel it in my bones that, like, I could totally talk to a guy at this, in this state. I could totally approach somebody and it would be great. Like, or like, it would just be totally fine. And I also had the thought, like, if somebody rejected me or if somebody like thought I was totally gross or something like that, like, then I, I had this feeling that like, oh, I could just blame it on the molly, right? Like, molly makes me really go out there, or whatever, like, so yeah, I could blame it on the molly. So I kind of wanted to see in a weird way because I know that everything starts without thoughts I kind of wanted to see how I would approach somebody like what would be the thoughts that would go through my head that would make me feel that is making me so confident that I could just go up to somebody that I was attracted to and like start a conversation. So I like I was like I told my friends I was like okay I'm (laughs) I'm gonna go and and explore (laughs) and so I was kind of walking around this one stage or this one yeah kind of one dance area and I literally saw the fucking hottest guy ever um like really really hot guy who I thought like like was totally out of my league you know like I was like there's no way he would be attracted to me like I'm i'm not I'm not horrible, but like you know I'm not like, yeah, I'm not anything anything to like write home about, and so um I saw him, and like just my Molly self, I was just like making eye contact with him, like no other, like I just didn't really care. I was just like, whoa, this guy's good looking, and I just like looked at him, and he was giving me eyes back, so I was like, wait a second, is he into me too? although actually like my confident Molly self was like of course he is, you know, like, I'm the shit, like, (laughs) I was just thinking, like, such nice thoughts about myself, (laughs) and so, like, (laughs) anyway, so, like, yeah, he was giving me eyes and stuff, and I could, and I noticed that he was, like, because I was behind him and his friend, and I, um, I was dancing, uh behind him, and I noticed that he was, like, kind of, like, moving backwards, like, coming near me, anyway, um, I saw him light a cigarette and I also don't smoke guys, but like it was, it was, it was wonderful. And I just wanted to let myself go. And, um, I saw him light a cigarette. And so I was the one that approached him and I said to him like, Hey, can I have a puff of that? And so then we started having a conversation and it was going really well. It was cool. We were talking, we were vibing right like we were giving each other sex eyes yeah it was it was it was fun and so I met him and I met his friend who's also like super good looking like two really hot guys and then I also met this girl it was like a girl that um, um, she told me that they just met like the day before so they all we all kind of just met like we were all just kind of meeting but they they've already met like the day before and this girl was so hot too. Like fuck, I was like surrounded by three really hot people, like really, really hot people. Um, she was a model. Oh, and plus he was a model, the guy that I was into. Um, and so, and she was a model, um, and she was really cool. She had dreads. She had like, um, what do you call that thing? Like a septum piercing, I think. Um, there's pretty much like the coolest hottest people around literally my biggest fear right like was i was i was around them and so eventually um we decided to like walk around and had loads of fun dancing and i was getting really close to this girl like she was really cute she's really fun i was really like we were just having like, all like a really good time Um and then I was kind of noticing though that like anytime that I was just hanging out with a girl or me and her me and her were kind of just walking, it kind of felt like she was maybe grooming me (laughs) for like a threesome. Cause she was kind of asking me like, you know, am I into girls at all? Like um, you know, would I ever, like, do anything with a girl? Like, all this kind of stuff, right? Like, I was kind of getting the hints that, like, and she was saying, like, I'm not gay, I'm not gay, but she was, like, she was just kind of curious, which, by the way, I have nothing against at all, like, totally awesome. I mean, she was hot, like, she was banging, for sure. Um, so, yeah, we were, I, that's what I was kind of noticing, right? And so I was like, okay. Um, like, I think I think she was already having a thing with the guy that I was into. Um, no problems for me. I didn't, yeah, it really didn't, I don't, it doesn't bother me. But, like, I told her, like, I think I can appreciate beauty. I think girls are, like, super beautiful. But I just don't think I could go down on a girl. Um, anyway, here's where shit started to go um, not so great. So, um, eventually, like, um, I started to come down. Like, I was starting to... The, the effects of Molly was starting to wear off. And I was far away from my friends. I was with these three people who were my biggest fears. And really, it was just, like, all of the, like... All of the anxiety and judgmental thoughts and like, and, like, just... Yeah, you know, just all the all the thoughts of me being like i don't belong with these people like i'm i'm yeah all that kind of stuff right like those were all starting to come back and all on all the fear of rejection started to come back like like when i was dancing with this guy there was a point when we were dancing and you know he was like really giving me eye contact. And we had conversations like about how he's like, you know, your relationship with yourself is the most important. And like, he just seemed like somebody who had a lot of confidence pretty much, right? Like, uh, I mean, yeah, he was a model, he, like, he, like, skates, and he just, he's, like, if you can, literally, if you, like, find, look for cool in the dictionary, like, his name would on, would be on there. He, like, textbook definition, right? He, like, skates, he surfs, um, he used to do, like, he used to create, like, a streetwear line, um, what was the other thing? Yeah, and he's a model, so uh, my worst nightmare, <laughs> pretty much. Anyway, we were dancing, and he, like, like I, I have always struggled with eye contact, and that obviously comes, that's a symptom, right, of, like, social anxiety, judging yourself, all that kind of stuff. I've always struggled with eye contact because I'm so afraid of rejection. Like, I don't want anyone to think I'm attracted to them or thinking about them at all because I don't want to get rejected. And so we were dancing, and he was giving me, you know, the typical sex eyes he was giving me like, earlier, but then I had all these thoughts come back, and I was clearly, like, making just, like, I was, it was clearly showing in my face how uncomfortable I was, and, and he said to me, like, hey, like, I can see that you're, like, he's, like, girl, you are really in your head, like, I can see it, like, you're all over the place, like, you're up in the, up in the atmosphere and not grounded, like, you're not here on planet Earth, like, and i was like huh really and then he was like yeah i can feel it i can feel your energy that you're like you're like there and i was like fuck that was like oh that that really like, he I, he was not... Like, let me make something clear. He was really not a bad person. He was really not mean. If anything, he, like, did everything he could to, like, make me feel comfortable. He was really, really, like... Like, I, if anything, I was really lucky that, like, I met somebody who was actually really, like, a good person. He was just kind of noticing that about myself. And then I was the one that had all sorts of judgments about it, about myself. And so I started to really compare myself to to him, I started to compare myself even more to the girl who was clearly had like the right energy. Like she was super outgoing. She was super friendly. She was making friends left and right. She was clearly like such a free spirit. Like she was a dancer. She's also an artist and she like wanted to do cartwheels. Like she was just clearly like super confident as well. And I was like, yeah, these two like belong together. I'm, you know, I am not meant to be here. Like this is this is not where I'm meant to be. This is wrong. Which, you know, I tend to do that or that's quite like a typical thing that I've done since I was a kid that like, I mean, I thought it was a fact in the world that I just don't belong. But now I I know, you know, ever since with life coaching, you guys know that it's all our thoughts. I create the result of not belonging by the way I think, right? Because of the way I think about myself and, and things like that. Um, point is you know, I was coming back to my overthinking, all my insecurities coming back, and I just became like a total mute. And I was like, I can't, I can't stay. Like, I can't stay. Like, I'm not having fun. There's no way I could do a threesome. Are you fucking kidding me? No way. Like, I will, oh my God, no, it would just be such a bad time. I would be, yeah, it would, I would just, Um. It, yeah, it was just really bad. I was just feeling really, really like, out of place and judging myself like crazy. So I told him like, "Hey, I'm going to go find my friends." And I could tell he was kind of disappointed. Um, but I was like, "Yeah, I'm just I'm just going to go." And it was so awkward. I f- I feel like it was so awkward the way I did it, but whatever. Um, I was like, "Okay, I'm going to find my friends." So I found my friends, and I was just and I just told them I was tired. That's all I said. I was like, "I'm so tired." And so I went. I I found my friends and I just lied down with them, and I was just feeling really embarrassed. Honestly, like I just felt really embarrassed that I was a totally different person when I'm sober. Like right, like like yeah. It's just I felt really embarrassed. Like you know, and I and I and I felt embarrassed that he could notice. Sorry, how different I was in my body language and stuff like that. Um, and yeah. So so. I was like, okay, that was a that was a learning experience. Totally fine, all good. But then at one point, he like found me again, and and the the girl was gone for some reason. Um, I don't know where she went, but like um, I don't know. Anyway, um, and yeah, he like wanted to keep hanging out, um, and my friends were all just kind of sitting around, just chilling um, near this like dance floor, and so. Me and him, we just went to the dance floor and just kind of danced and we were talking and he started just kind of talking about like, I don't know, he just started talking more about like connecting to the body and not being in your head and all that stuff and how he did that. Like he did that by moving somewhere and he meditates and he does yoga, all this kind of stuff, right? Like he was just like, he was just kind of telling me about like how to connect to the body and I completely 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 disempowered myself in that conversation. Like first of all first okay, I'm a life coach. Like I know tons and tons and tons about the brain. Like I could literally talk circles and school this guy when it comes to mindset work and and yet I let him be the expert, and I kind of, like, fluffed his ego, you know, like, I I know that I know so much more about this than him, but, like, I wanted him to like me, and I was so ashamed of my insecurities that I kind of was just, like, you know, teach me, senpai, right, like, like, I wanted to just let him be the expert, and, like, and, like, I wanted to pretend, like, I didn't know anything, I wanted to pretend that, like, I just didn't know better, or, like, whatever, right, that, like, I don't know. Anyway, but really, again, like, I want to make it clear that he was not at all doing this out of meanness or anything like that. If, like I said, he was showing every sign that he liked me and that he, he, he really just like, he just, I just think he was saying those things and like, and he was kind of trying to help me. He was really trying to help me feel better. He like really wanted me to have a good time instead of like, you know, being in my head and feeling insecure. But yeah, like I said, I was the one that got ashamed that I was in my head or that I was experiencing anxiety, and I was the one that was thinking that something's wrong with me. And so, you know, I just let him be the expert, right? I just kind of was like, oh yeah, I'm so insecure, teach me. Anyway, so eventually, um, we went back to his Airbnb. We had great sex. It was really, really great. And then the next day, my fear of rejection when I'm sober is still super, super strong. And I was like super crazy in my own head, like lying down next to him. And I was so scared to touch him. And I was so scared to cut, like I was so scared, like all of that. All of that was just coming up. And I kept feeling like, I kept being terrified that he could feel my bad energy, right? The overthinking and the non laid back, like cool energy. Like I was so afraid of him being able to feel it in the way I touched him and stuff like that, that I like didn't want to touch him. Um, so when we finally woke up, eventually we were going to go back to the, um, go back to the festival, go back to the grounds. But there was some time between that before we left. And so I was about, you know, his roommate was going to come back, his friend, right? Another good looking guy. And so I had to drink. Like, you know, like I said, I don't drink anymore. I just, I just, but I just couldn't handle it in this moment. I just had to drink. I had to like, I just couldn't be sober. I just had to like, give my, I just needed, I just needed to give my body some help. I just needed it. I like, I was freaked out way too much. Like this these group of guys, okay, was just too fucking cool, okay? I, like, would have thrown myself over the balcony if I hadn't. Um, so, and also, also they said that, like, they were going to, they were going to invite over a friend, um, this girl who, like, you know, is their good friend, and so including meeting a new person. I was like, fuck no. Am I going to be sober? I need a drink. Like I need some help. Um, and so, yep, I met everybody. And then like, I met this girl. And again, she's like super confident, super outgoing, super funny. Like, right. Like they love her. They just have like, yes. Again, guys, my worst nightmare. Once again, Eventually, though, we got to the festival. But luckily, she was actually really cool. She was really cool. And she was really nice with me. And she was really friendly. Like, like <clears throat> again, super lucky. Everyone's been, like, a really, just really good people. But anyway, eventually we got back to the f- festival. And, um, you know, they took acid and they were tripping balls. But I was mostly sober. And so, like, my fear of rejection, again super strong <clears throat> and I do this when I'm really, really afraid of rejection, I will distance myself. Like I totally pushed him away. I don't connect. I barely make eye contact. It's my way of protecting myself as I reject them first so that they can't reject me. Um, and so, but really, he did do everything, I think, to help me feel as comfortable as I, as, as I could. Like, he made, anytime we were moving around, he made sure I wasn't left behind. He called my name. He didn't forget about me. He, like, touched my back so that, you know, I knew he was there. Like, it, it really was a lot of it on me and just, like, you know, just the way I was thinking. Which, like, totally makes sense. Again, like, it's just, it's all love here, right? Like, I have no animosity or anything with anyone, um so um I just felt super out of place. I was like these four people are like belonging and I am distancing myself. I am a loser over here. So I'm going to like leave. So I just again, I just kind of dipped in like the most like uh, uh, like brash way I feel like 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 he tried to, <laughs> like the, the 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 day before he like kind of tried to go in for a kiss and like um but I just left, and I don't know, I want, I don't, I don't know, anyway, I just don't think I, like, handled it, whatever, anyway, so I found my friends, and I had fun with them instead, I mean, I was feeling down, I was kind of talking to them, like, dude, like, ah, oh, this is what I do, I totally just, like, I, I, I just, I ruin things like this, because of how insecure I am, like, it's, like, if I was just confident, like, this would this would be, like, a really fun connection. This would have been, like, a really fun, genuine connection, but that's not what I did. Instead, I was, like, really, really insecure. So instead, I hung out with my friends, and I took Molly again. <laughs> I took Molly again that night. I wanted her to have fun. I wanted her to feel that again, and I kind of had this feeling that, like, I was just probably never going to see him again. Let's go. But this time... Okay, so this is like kind of the crazy part with this whole Molly thing. I decided to experiment. I really wanted to see because I was so afraid of rejection, right? Because uh, because of what I think the worst thing would happen. I, I I'm imagining that if I go up to somebody and I hit on them or I like make the first move, the worst thing that I think is gonna happen is they're gonna look at me and they're gonna scoff at me or they're gonna think I'm disgusting or they're gonna think like, like, ew, you know, like, why are you talking to me? Like, you're an intrusion. Like, that's, like, the worst... My That's, like, my worst fear is that happening to me. And, and that worst fear has caused me to, like, you know, totally, totally go near nobody that I like. And, you know, I, of course, this was one of the things that I talked about with the, with model guy (laughs) the night before I was telling him about, yeah, my fear of rejection is just so strong. And so like, that's why I'm in my head so much, all this kind of stuff. And then he was like, he was like, no, like, like no one would reject you is what he said. Um, and so like, it kind of stuck with me. I was like, damn, okay. If this guy is saying that, like, Let's let's see. Let's test out this theory. Okay, let's test out this theory. Like, what would happen if I went up to more people? So I kind of did. Um, yeah. So I decided to experiment. I went up to two more guys that I was attracted to, and just kind of let, kind of let, you know, just let my confidence kind of take me based on because of Molly. And, um, like, and even one guy I was so forward with, like, I was just like, hey, I think you're really cute. <laughs> and he laughed and then, and then, um, but he was working, unfortunately, he was actually in the DJ booth. And then he just said like, hey, yeah, I think you're really cute too or whatever. And like so far to with two other people, they responded really well. They were like, they, yeah, they responded well. And so, What's so fascinating to me is that, like, it's that, like, I used MOLLY as, like, a tool. Um, you know, like, I, I used to be pretty against, like, the idea of, like, taking antidepressants or taking any kind of, like, you know, meds for for this kind of stuff, for, for mental health work. I used to think, like, no, like, that's bad, you're dependent on something, all this kind of stuff. Um... Until I re- I listened to a podcast by my mentor, Brooke Castillo, from the Life Coach School podcast, and she had an episode on depression, and she talked about how, like, she went through some, like, really, really, really intense depression, and she, like, was really, like, she didn't say that you should take antidepressants at all, but she says that, like, you should definitely take a look at your reasons for doing it and for or for not doing it, like make sure that you're doing it or not doing it from a conscious place, not from just like a place that your brain kind of comes up with um, on default without questioning it first and making sure that it's from a place that you like. So. She was talking about how like antidepressants can really help because there's something going on in your brain that's causing you to be really depressed and it's like a chemical right that's going on in your brain that's causing you to just not care like to not give a fuck about anything and so she says that like taking antidepressants can really help you like get some of the chemical back that helps you care about like you know about about your life or about your future so that then you can do the life coaching work so that you can care enough to do the mindset work of improving your life of getting out of depression. And so like when I heard that episode, I was kind of thinking like, wow, like, you know, it just kind of helped me see it in a different place. And so that's the way I kind of saw how I use Molly is that I really used it as a tool. Like my fear of rejection was so strong that I just couldn't I just hadn't been able to go up to anybody myself, like just my default brain. And so um, I, I used Molly to kind of just help me gather evidence that actually the worst thing that happens is so unlikely to happen like, super unlikely. Most people respond really well, and, like, even if somebody rejects you, people, most people are really nice, and most people won't, like, be a dick about it. Most people will be, like, I have a girlfriend, or I'm a gay, (laughs) or I'm not into you, but they're, like, thank you, or something like that, right? Like, most people, and most people, like, are flattered. Most people respond really well. Um, So, like, you know, I, it just, I, like, use that I used the drug to help me create evidence so that I can believe a new thought a lot easier instead of like, oh, trying to force myself to do it. that was, It was just, yeah, it was just hard. But, you know, of course, I started to come down. The effects were wearing off. And so, you know, I knew that like it was still going to be scary to do it sober and to do it to initiate something with somebody sober but it was so much easier. Like I I did force myself or like I practiced, I was able to do it once sober. And yeah, it was the first time I ever, ever, ever like initiated something like go up to somebody like, you know, sober. Like my fear was so strong before. And so I know I still need to practice. I know the fear is still there, but like, It is so much easier. I just believe the thought just a little bit more, just a little bit more. And so, yeah, like I use Molly as a tool in that way. Anyway, this in itself felt like a huge breakthrough, but it's not over yet, guys. It is not over yet. We're not even, we haven't even gotten to like the best part. I know. I'm sorry this is so long, but stick it out with me. Anyway, so. I thought me and model guy was totally over, right? I was like, this was like, that was it. Like that was the last night I was ever going to see him. But on the last night of the festival, he messaged me and I was really excited. I thought maybe he wanted to spend time with me and you know, I had a little bit more newfound confidence. Like I I was starting to more believe that like, Hey, maybe people aren't going to reject me. Like I was thinking maybe he wasn't going to reject me. And so um, I, yeah, we talked and I convinced him to come. He was kind of considering he wasn't going to come. And then as soon as he met up with me, he wanted to borrow my Wi-Fi or my, or my data so that he could meet up with some of his friends, right? Like, um, the girl, like the girl that I met yesterday. That's super nice. Super, super outgoing. Good, for, good, good girl. Today, the other good-looking guy friend didn't come. It was just her. We were we we met up with her. Um, I was actually at first really excited about the idea of him meeting my friends, and I thought he was gonna spend time with me and like hang out with my friends. But it's fine. Like so, like we met up with her, and um, we were dancing and stuff just at this one at this one stage, and we went to another stage, and he was all not okay. He wasn't all over her, but he was. He was, like, you know, like, touching her a lot and kind of, like, grinding on her a lot and um, um, just, like, really, like, into her. And, um, you know, at some points in the nights, he, like, gave me a kiss or and stuff like that. Um, But, like, it was totally different, right? The way he was treating me was totally different with the way he was treating her. And, okay... Let's, again, be clear. I don't think they did anything wrong. We're not together. We're not in a relationship. If anything, I don't even really know him, right? Like, I really don't know him. And I don't know her. Like, like I don't think anything wrong has happened. And he's spoken about how he's into open relationships. Like, that's kind of his thing. And so, so, yeah. Like, I'm not angry or hurt or anything from what happened there. I tried to practice kind of being more forward and confident and like whatever, but it was just too hard. It was just, I was just not ready for that shit. And I just kept feeling more and more like a third wheel. So eventually I left. Um, I said bye and um, he seemed, you know, genuinely like sad to see me go, which was really sweet and really cool. Um, It was really nice to meet her too. And like, she like wanted to connect all this kind of stuff. Like it was, it was really like not horrible, I guess is what I'm trying to say. It wasn't like, it just, it didn't feel like anything malicious was happening or anything like that. And I don't feel like there was any kind of intent like that. Um, so I spent the rest of the night with my friends and it was honestly still such a great time, like super, super great time. Um, of course I didn't, of course I felt down, right? Like, of course, but like, it's okay. But at the same time, I was really glad to kind of have been like done with the relationship. Like it was kind of like, okay, now I can like really just do my own thing and I can maybe like find another dude, (laughs) um, and go have some fun with somebody else. Um, but anyway, so... Now, the next day happened, right, like, um, if you know anything about Molly, pretty much what happens, like I said, is that your brain gets blasted with serotonin, and so the next day, you are super depleted in serotonin, so you, (laughs) that, so the come down for a, um, for a, for Molly, it's the hangover, or like the come down, it's not like, It's not like alcohol where you feel really hungover. You get headaches. You feel nauseous, upset stomach, or anything like that. Nope. The come down for Molly is that you just feel really sad. You just feel really down about life. And you just feel really like, 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 it's just sad. And girl, oh my God, I felt really sad. I was so sad. I was like, and and everyone says that, like, hey, don't believe your thoughts, right, like, when you're feeling down, like, really, like, like, let it, let yourself be sad, like, prepare for it, like, you're gonna feel really sad, like, it's just, it's just part of the experience of coming down, like, you're gonna feel negative, so, like, of course, I was trying my best not to believe it, but, oh, my God, I was really thinking, like, what a freaking loser I am, like, I can't believe I thought he wanted to spend time with me. And again, guys, oh, my God, I don't even know this guy. Like, anyway, like, of, and, and I was thinking, like, you know, like, yeah, I just can't believe he thought, I can't believe I thought he wanted to spend time with me, this loser. Um, and it's like, of course not. Like, these other two girls had way better energy than me. They're so confident. Like, that was the kind of shit that my mind was spinning about, right? Right. And so I was like lying down in my tent as we were like getting packing up. Um, but we had a few, you know, hours to kind of just like chill. But we were packing up and ready, to, uh, about to leave. And there's the temptation, and like during the downtime, there was a the temptation to kind of just watch YouTube or play a video game or something to distract myself with like how sad I was. But I honestly didn't want to. Like I really knew that if I did that, it would just make me feel so much worse that I was like yeah, I just didn't want to. And so, oh my God. Okay. So I did the only thing that felt right in the moment. And oh my God. Okay. I, I made art y'all. Okay. I made art. I have, like I made art about my pain. I have never, ever ever, ever had the desire to write a poem ever and this is the first time like that was the first time I have ever had a desire to it was like it was like the only thing I knew how, how I could do which to me feels like the most endearing cutest beautiful thing like I'm so proud of myself or I just like love myself even more that I like wrote a poem <laughs> and this like and all this pain so here let me read it to you oh my god it's cheesy but I love it okay um (laughs) okay there once was a girl who had every reason to feel confident she had beauty she had humor she had talent but the way she thinks about herself is a tragedy when fearing your parents rejection was a dominant part of your childhood and all a child wants is love from their parents it's a no-brainer But the only thing she can do is love herself even when she doesn't love herself. I love you even when you overthink. I love you even when you're not present in the moment. I love you even when all you want is to be a part of the cool group. I love you even when your brain judges you so much that you become a mute in conversations. I love you even when your energy is bad. And someday somebody will love you for those things about you too. And I titled it... I titled it Tragic Beauty. (laughs) Okay. So I... Yeah. I really, like... I really had to write this. And it was something that kind of, like... At least the title popped up for me. Like, just throughout the experience. Like, just so many people have told me. And, like, all my life, so many people have told me, like, why are you insecure about your art? Why are you insecure about yourself? Like, and yet, like, I've always just felt like insecure, no matter, no matter everything that people told me. And so it just kind of popped in my head, this title of just like, I, I, it's, it's like, it's like this tragic beauty kind of thing, you know? And so, so I wrote this poem and I was like crying while I was writing it. And I just felt so much love for myself. And, and then after the poem, I kept like coaching myself, like, so then This is where the epiphany or the breakthrough, like, really happened. And this experience actually has really helped me understand a lot more the anatomy of a breakthrough. So after writing the poem and seeing that it was an option to like my insecurities, I completely saw it and visualized it in my head how my actions were totally driven by thinking something is wrong with me for my insecurities. Like I remembered the way I acted around him. The way I let him be the expert, how I, you know, I lapped up pretty much everything he was saying and how I, I just really didn't like voice my opinions. I didn't show how how much I knew about the subject, right? I didn't show how smart I was. Um, and so the breakthrough happened because my brain finally saw that the problem is not my insecurities. It's the thought I was having about them, like a single sentence in my mind that was actually completely optional. Many people get breakthroughs because they realize, oh, it's not like their boyfriend or their girlfriend or their art or their job or their boss or all these things outside of them that is actually like causing the problem, it's... It's, you know, they get breakthroughs because they realize it's actually their thinking, right? It's because of a sentence in their mind. But it can get really meta and kind of like easy to miss when it turns out like like even the internal things that's going on in us has no power unless we, unless we give it power, right? With the way we, that we think about it. So then it came to me so clearly in my mind how I would act if instead I totally believed the opposite, that I think my insecurities are great or they're fine or they're cute or whatever. Like I could just so visualize it and see it so clearly in my head like how differently I would have acted with the same insecurities, right? With the same overthinking and the same kind of shyness. Uh, but I, I imagined like still like voicing my opinion and contributing so much more to the conversation. I wouldn't just agree to everything he was saying. You know, I would, I would pretty much show how much I understood the brain because that would be my truth. And like I would just, yeah, I would show about how smart I am when it comes to life coaching and mindset i don't know i just would have had so much more power and so much more like i totally feel you i get it like i'm working on being more present but i still like myself even if i'm present if even if i'm not present right like so it was like it was like in in this split second of just kind of journaling and writing this poem um i saw what was possible for me instead with changing a single sentence that Um, about the way I thought about my insecurities and a a new sentence that I believe that like that like, you know, that they're that I like them, that I can like them. I'm still likable with all of these things. And and all of my insecurities and social anxiety would be the same. Right. Like those would still be there. Um, it's just the way I perceived it, just the way I thought about it. And so the breakthrough, the breakthrough, the breakthrough is so huge because my brain was just like, oh yeah, no, we are done being ashamed of our insecurities. Like it's just so clearly like shooting ourselves in the foot. Um, like my brain just saw it so clearly that it was such a, like, it felt like such an easy, effortless and huge shift. Like, I feel very different. I just have zero desire right now to feel shame for being a work in progress, for being human, seriously, right? Like, I just, I absolutely, I love it all. Like, I have zero shame about any insecurity. And so this breakthrough felt like it happened in an instant, and it did, right? But it's also from like the culmination of, you know, understanding and also hearing about this concept over and over again, right? From all the positive content that I, that I consume, like loving yourself, even when you don't love yourself, loving yourself for all your humanness, all this kind of stuff. And also getting coached on this multiple times on, you know, on a similar topic back when I had my ex problems. So here's a list. I like wrote a list of how, How I can love and like all of my insecurities. So, okay. So, not being present. I think this makes me a wonderful visualizer and daydreamer. It makes me very passionate about my future. And it makes me just like a fantasizer. Like, I love dreaming big. I love thinking about the future. And that is what not being present, like, that's what I love about not being present. Um, another thing I wrote here is the self judgment that I have about myself and saying the right things and not thinking I'm cool, all that kind of stuff. I think it makes me very awkward and I think that makes me very cute and I think it's like part of my charm and like, you know, if I'm being like kind of like a mute in conversations because I'm judging myself so much, like... I just think it's just really cute. Like, I think being shy with new people, there's just, like, nothing wrong with it, and it's cute. And I think it makes me a really good listener, too. Like, and I like listening, especially as a coach. Like, that's all I do, right, is I listen. Um... Another thing I wrote is like my bad energy, quote unquote, it's just how much my body loves me and wants me to be safe. Like bad energy means like, right, like you're feeling anxious, you're feeling um, uh, worried, right, you're all this kind of stuff, right? That's, that's like, quote unquote, bad energy or whatever. Yeah, that's just how much like that was, that was the the emotions that our that our bodies wanted us to feel in order to survive, right? It was kind of, it was so scared that we were going to die from something. And so it wanted us to feel fear, anxiety, and worry in order to protect us, in order to make sure that we stayed away from anything that was dangerous. And so that's the way I'm thinking about my bad energy. It's just, this is how much my body loves me and wants me to be safe. And so I just feel like, I just feel love more, right? When I feel anxious or something like that. Um, so I have this, the tendency, right? To distance myself, right? I reject, I reject people ahead of time so that they can't reject me. So I distance myself to protect myself. And to me, why this is awesome is that it means that someone has got to really fucking like me in order to like end up with me, right? Like, They have to really, really like me and to like pretty much bulldoze past that. Um, It's really a great filter system. Um, And the fear of getting rejected by like, you know, hot men. (laughs) I mean, I just think it's kind of funny now. Like it's just kind of a funny little quirk. that I have and so like pretty much I've just like made a list right of all these things that I used to feel like really ashamed about like all these insecurities that I think I'm not supposed to have in order to be confident especially the one around being mute in conversations and like I just think they're all adorable now. Like I just think it's all great. And I just think they're all they're good. Like they're so this is the secret, guys. Like this is it. Like, did you know that you can actually be proud of your insecurities? Or you can you can love these insecurities? You can think about them in a different way. Like, like it's so crazy to me. I've been so for so long, like wanting to be confident so that people will like me when really, once again, holy shit, reminder that I can just like me exactly as I am now, right? Like, I used to think the road to confidence is getting rid of all your insecurities. It's not. It's first totally loving them. Like, first, totally changing the way you think about them. I used to struggle with like trying to figure out how to do something in the most confident way. I'd be like, what would be like the cool, confident chick do? Like, what would she do? You know, like I, I want to be that cool, confident chick that doesn't give a shit about anything, that doesn't give a fuck about anything. But you know what, you can also do, right? Is I can also just like totally love my insecurities and do things from an insecure place sometimes and then just don't judge yourself. Like, you cannot give a fuck, but you can also not give a fuck that you do give a fuck sometimes. It's like fucking liberating. Like, it's kind of just like, yeah, sometimes I'm insecure and it's okay. And I think it makes me adorable. I think it makes me so cute. Like, these things are not anything that I feel bad about. And so now I just have this like feeling of like, I completely and utterly refuse to feel ashamed for overthinking, for being shy, for having any kind of anxiety around people and not, and also beyond that too, just like all these things that I used to be like ashamed about or like, I'm just like, whatever. I I don't know. I just, the pressure is just gone, you know, like I just really feel like I like myself entirely right now, you know? And of course, I would still want to like work on not being super shy and mute and stuff like that. But like, I like myself the way I am now, even when I'm shy and because I'm shy, which is really crazy to me because I feel less shy. <laughs> so here's why that happens. When I was super ashamed about my insecurities, I did everything I could to hide them, right? Like, which, you know, either it made me need alcohol or drugs in order to feel confident to get my head out of my own way, or when I was so I would like I said I would hide it right right I would hide my social anxiety I would hide my awkwardness and so I would end up either being like a mute in conversations or I would distance myself I would just want to disappear right because if I say nothing if I don't show up if nobody realizes I'm even there then they'll never know that I'm super insecure which only like exemplifies right it only like it only makes my insecurities louder um but when I think about my insecurities as a totally normal, fine, and even like really adorable thing, a, a really cute quirk about me, and I totally accept my awkwardness and I expect that I'll be awkward and it'll be super cute if I if I am, then I don't hide it. I don't try, I don't do everything in my power so that nobody can tell. And so it's so it's so crazy. It's like, because I like my shyness or I like my social anxiety, I like my awkwardness, I don't hide it. And I end up being less shy, being less socially anxious. I end up talking more because I don't think anything's wrong with me. Like it's such a trip, right? It's totally counterintuitive, but it, it freaking works. So I can just feel that because I removed this one layer of judgment on myself, I'm just I'm just naturally thinking more about the other person. I'm like not really thinking about myself, which is what's helping me be less shy, I guess, right? Which is just so so trippy to me. Like to love my shyness ended up making me less shy or less socially anxious, Like, like what? Anyway, but you know what the craziest, craziest part is? At one point in the first night, with model guy at the festival, we saw a shooting star. And everyone else wasn't looking. Like the people that were around us wasn't looking. It was just the two of us that saw it. And we freaked out and we were like, oh my God, it's so beautiful and cool and all this kind of shit. And he reminded me to make a wish. <clears throat> and you know what my wish was? I wished, I wished to learn not to be so insecure. And it fucking came true the next day. Like, nothing magical or miracle like that has ever, ever ever happened to me before. Like, I never, you know, like the stars crossing and all that kind of shit, right? That that has never, ever happened to me before. Like, you know, making wishes on your birthday and, like... Um, all that kind of, you know, wishing on, like, an eyelash and all that kind of stuff, right? Like, it's nothing like that has ever happened to me before until that night um, or until this experience. And so I just have this feeling that, like, like, it's one of those things where it feels like my entire life kind of was helping me get here or get to that point. And, you know, I've read that there's also another definition for a soulmate. It's somebody that you needed to meet to help like create a mirror for you to help you see yourself and reach like a new level and I really think that like in this in this point in my time like he was like a 24 hour no how long is it he was like a 72 hour soulmate right he was a soulmate in that moment for me and if I had been the only person who saw the star I might not have remembered to make a wish like it didn't even cross my mind I really really believe that I was meant to meet him and and, the, and everyone else that was in that group so that I could discover everything that I have discovered, right? And so, like, if for any reason, I really doubt it, but if for any reason the people who was there at that festival who knew me and, like, met me that night and all that stuff, like, I just want to say thank you. I, like, I don't know how to thank you enough. I mean, it's not like you really did anything you were just being yourself thanks for thanks for showing up in my life for a brief period and for you guys listening, I want to thank you too. If you've listened all the way to this point, I really, really appreciate it. And damn, yeah, I just want to thank you for being a part of this self-improvement journey that I've been on for the last couple of years. So if you've listened to this point, please send me a DM on Instagram with the words shooting star because then I really, really know who my people are and I, I'd really love to meet you. So, mission accomplished, right, like, I found, I found the rejection I was looking for, I, and I survived, and it's really crazy that I'm, like, I'm so glad that he chose the other girl that night, right, I'm so glad that, like, he didn't show me that affection, that he didn't, he didn't choose me, pretty much, like, If I, if he had spent the whole night with me and we had a great time, I would not have made that poem and I would not have learned and had all this epiphany that I had with myself in like that really, really deep way. So, holy shit, I have never, ever, ever been more proud to be a life coach and to be a client of a life coach. I was super timid to say I was a life coach with these people. And with some other people too, but with these people, I was so afraid of what they were going to think and all that. And you know, I just told them I was an artist cause I thought that was more easily more impressive, but now fuck no. Like I wear it so fucking proudly and so powerfully. I love being a life coach. Like I shudder. Okay. There's two things that I shudder about. I shudder that I almost didn't go to the festival, and I'll talk about that in a second. But I also shudder at the idea of having gone and having this experience, not having the coaching skills to deal with the situation. Like, it would have just taken a toll on me. It would have just, like, crushed me. Instead, because of my life coaching skills and, um, and my mindset skills, like, I took a situation that sucked, and then I made me more powerful for it. And really that's what life coaching is, is what I realized, like really, like that is what life coaching is, is that you get the skill of learning how to take shitty shit and make you even better and use it to propel you. So now I have like this no fucks kind of given attitude that's just kind of like, I dare you to shame me. (laughs) Like go ahead and try, you know, like My coaches always talk about how to be the best coach is that you have to have your own breakthroughs and your own results. Like you have to get your own results because then you can really see it in your clients and coach them through it. And I've realized that for me, my biggest breakthroughs has always happened between people. It's always happened like because something, you know, because of like an experience with another human. It makes sense because a lot of hurt and a lot of damage right? Like mental damage happened between people, often with our parents, all that kind of stuff when we were kids. And so it makes a lot of sense that healing and breakthroughs happens that way too. And I almost didn't go to the festival because I had this like work, 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 grind, grind, grind attitude. And I just thought that like I have to work, I have to work. I have to just sit in my room, isolate myself and work, work, work. And I felt really ashamed about the idea of like having a holiday, having fun with friends and like meeting people, all this kind of stuff, right? But like literally this breakthrough is doing more for me right now than so many of the hours that I've put in. And it's just helping it's helping me to refuse to ever I just will not be ashamed for doing the things that I want to do and I can already feel myself be a better coach just from the few calls that I've had because I can clearly see where my clients are judging themselves right I can clearly see where they are judging like their insecurities or where like I can just see it, right? Because I can totally see that it's something I refuse to do in myself. And just like I said, I'm naturally now, now that I removed that layer of judgment, I'm naturally like thinking about the other person more. I'm just like, I'm like listening a lot more. I'm like hearing more. And it's just like, oh my God, I just... I'm so grateful. And like, all I care about really is just my clients. Like all I care about is helping my clients get results and, and create a better life for themselves. Because I understand how, how, like, it it feels like a prison that we're in, right? And so I had this plan that I was going to spend the next year, like, in the grindstone, like head down, work, 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 right? Like, just working like my my head off. And Um, that kind of stuff. But after this experience, I just can't do that. I just can't. I need to get out there. I need to go and get my heart broken some more. I want to keep meeting people I'm intimidated by. I just want to keep reaching higher and higher levels of, like, self-love. And I just know that it happens between people. Like, I just know that it happens between, like, these these real-life connections. Um, And I want to... I just have to explore that. Like the idea of sitting in a room and just grinding away. I just feel absolutely claustrophobic about the idea and it just doesn't feel it just doesn't feel right. I just doesn't feel like this is the way to break through and the way that I'm going to like be of most service to myself and other and my clients. So right now, kinda crazy. I I yes, you know what? I've decided. But like right now I have this idea that I really want to finish what I started when I decided to go backpacking and travel three years ago. The reason I quit my job and left my life in Seattle and left all of that and the reason I wanted to backpack and just travel is because I wanted to work on the the social anxiety and the whole like being afraid of people thing. And I read about how like solo travel can really do that because you end up like meeting so many people, talking to so many people. Um, yeah, you just ex- you just expose yourself to so much more like um experiences, right? It's kind of like a networking event on steroids. I think that's what I read that on a blog once. But 3 years ago, I didn't know what life coaching was then. So what ended up happening was just me getting drunk all the time and I didn't learn a thing. And then like I met this guy who was really not great for me and I followed him, but again, that was exactly what was supposed to happen, right? And now I just don't, I don't drink. I know how to navigate my mind to make myself stronger anytime that like things scare me or thing bad things happen or whatever. And I fear people just a little bit less. So I just, I want to get out there. I want to meet as many people as possible. And I really believe traveling will help me do that. And I just want to, I want to like, I don't want to stop the breakthrough. That's what it feels like. I want to keep the breakthrough going. I think the impossible goal that I have will still absolutely work, right? Like the the goal of like <clears throat> following my schedule. Because in order to run my business and travel, planning is key. Like I'm I can have time to 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 like work and focus, and I can also have time to like let myself just roam and explore and stuff like that. But again, Planning is really important here, right? Planning is exactly like part of the process. I mean, I still have a lot to figure out like financials and I don't, I really don't care about making more money as a coach. I just care about making breakthroughs so I can be the best coach ever. I want to be there for my clients and like, and like up level myself so I can make sure that they're getting the up level that they need. So we'll see. I'm trying to figure it out. um, But that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, yeah, holy shit. Oh my god. I hope, I hope this was useful or interesting or whatever. Um, I know, I just, I just hope this was useful. That's all. This is, this is just the story of how I'm really just refusing to feel shame, pretty much. I'm refusing to feel shame about and judge myself about any of this stuff. And, ah, it feels good, guys. It feels really good. I honestly can't believe it. Um, Anyway, okay. I love you all so much. If you're interested in a consult call, if you're interested in like working with me and kind of finding this breakthrough for yourself, whew, I I am totally the girl for you because I get like I get it so much. All right, love you guys. I will talk to you next week. Bye.